You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. All right. Make sure I'm on here. Yep, there we go. Hey, we love our teenagers even when you don't love them. We love them. You know, we send a 1,000 teenagers to camp every year. Are you talking about believing in the next generation? We believe it, we love them, and we believe that, man, we gotta pass our faith on. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. But before we go any further, brand new year, we just wanna welcome everyone on every location. Come on, give a shout to all seven locations from Land Lakes to Lutes to Ebor to Carewood to Temple Terrace, South Tampa, Clearwater, did I forget, Ebor, yeah. And those watching online, I think I got them all. Good to have all of you with us. Hey, I'm excited. We've been working really on this for over probably a year of this series called Discovering Grace. And what you're gonna hear today, you actually maybe already know. But how many know that the vision can leak? We wanna remind people about who we are and who you are. It's so important for us. And I know some of you right now, quit looking at that book. This, I'm just, come on, you can read that later. It's got good stuff in there, but I, I really need you to focus on every campus. But really simply, what is our mission? Our vision is, is to lead families, help them to find and follow Jesus. Help them to follow Jesus, that's what we want. And when we say family, that means it doesn't matter if you're single, married, uh, you know, a, a widow, uh, you're, you know, whoever you are, we want you to be part of our family. And so that's why we say we wanna help families follow Jesus, because all of us need a family. How many of you know that? We all need to be a part uh, of a family. But when I, when I think about this, and, and, and we're gonna give you a real simple acrostic, you can remember, G-R-A-C-E, and I'm just gonna summarize uh, the five core values, and then in the next four weeks, we're gonna go deeper. Uh, some of my other pastors are gonna teach that, because I'm not deep, I'm just a surface guy. Okay, that was a joke. Okay, we'll keep going. Man, you guys, help me out a little bit. But the mission of grace is helping families follow Jesus. And I know this, leading your family to follow Jesus can be overwhelming. I mean, some of you are going, man, I can't even follow them. You want me to help my kids? I mean, listen, we wanna partner with you. We wanna invest with you. I mean, that's what we wanna be at Grace Family Church for you. So hang in there, and I believe God has a lot to encourage you with uh, even today. But you've already heard it, we are generational. I mean, listen, man, from five to 80. I mean, we're a generational church, and I love Psalm 78 because we serve a generational God. You know, God thinks about every generation, and, and in Psalms he says this, he commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them even the children not yet born, for they in turn will teach their own children. And they're talking about teaching them the ways of God. And it goes on, so each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. I love this verse because it reminds me of one of my jobs as a granddad. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I have children, but I have grandchildren, and every time I get in the car with them, they're gonna hear about Jesus. God's called all of us to, to impart our faith to that next generation, but here's what happens when we don't. How many have been to Europe? How many have seen some of these great cathedrals? They're museums now. They did not pass their faith to the next generation. They did not engage the next generation 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 and these beautiful uh, places of worship 
became just empty and, and not really having any life in them. And uh, man, I tell you, Grace Family Church, we're not trying to build a monument, we're trying to build a movement. You know, and I believe that all of us have a calling. All of us, the older should be teaching the younger. So everyone has a place. Whether you're 75 or 15, we all have a place. I mean, I, I tell you, at, at Grace, I just can say, some of you that, that you know, you've, you've gone through the, the challenges and the, and, the, and the blessings of marriage and the journey, we need you teaching the younger married couples. We need you involved in these groups where you say, I don't have a perfect marriage, but I've had an enduring marriage. How many know that's no problem? It's not a bad thing to have a marriage that endures. That is the fabric of our society, is when a marriage and when a family can, can hold on together. So it's, it's so important. The church must grow younger, not older. Not that we don't like you older people, but we must grow younger. We can't just grow older. We have to grow younger, and to do that, we gotta make sure that we're connecting to that generation. I love that Grace Family Church is a place known where the kids drag their parents to church. I can't tell you how many times, even teenagers, I've heard people say, how'd you start coming to Grace? My teenager brought me. Come on, where do you hear that at? Teenagers bringing their parents to church. Man, we are a, a generational church, but that means that our methods that we have must change. I know some of you, you love that hymn at the end, didn't you? Oh, I love that hymn. Can't we just do more hymns? No. We're gonna do them, we're gonna sprinkle them in there, but we must engage and the methods must change. Listen, the message is sacred and holy, but the methods must change. We must continue to think, how do I reach that next generation, okay? I had someone I saw today walk in and they put the earplugs in. Music's a little too loud for them. It's not loud enough for the young people. So we appreciate those seasoned veterans kind of putting up with some of our methods, amen? amen? So we are generational, that's the G. We are relational, that's the big R. We are relational at Grace Family Church. How many of you know that church isn't about one hour on the weekend? I'm so glad you're here for this hour. But man, it's so much more than that. Relational, I mean, God's, God's Christianity has never been a solo sport. It's always been a team game. I mean, Jesus could have done it all himself, right? He was God. He said, no, I'm gonna take 12 guys and I'm gonna turn them from knuckleheads into disciples. Now, how many you know that's a big job? Even on his date, the night before Jesus, the night Jesus was betrayed, he thought he figured I'd matured these guys and Peter chopped the guy's ear off with a sword. But the bottom line is God wants to use all of us. God wants to pour into all of our lives, but we are all believers that we need relationship. It says in Acts 4, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. Uh, we all need community. We all need to be in a group. You've heard that for years and years here at Grace Family Church because groups are biblical. The biblical model of, G, of, of, of grace is based on the core values of the New Testament church. They were generational and they were relational, man. They are all connected, they are all in groups. Hey listen, tell you this to someone next to you, no one should walk alone. Every, you shouldn't walk alone. Listen, when life is good, you want people to celebrate with you. When life isn't good, you need people to, to carry your burden with you. Man, to do life alone, I, I'm not supposed to say this word, because it's not used in our house, but it sucks to do your life alone. I'll be corrected by my wife next service. But that, that is not, that is not what, how God designed us. It. it is not good for us 
to be alone. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes, two people are better off than one. Some of you need to be humble by that. You think you're great on your own. No, you're not. Two are better than one. Come on, tell someone next to you. Every, hey, two are better than one. Now, I'm not saying it's the person next to you you're supposed to be with, but I'm saying two are better than one. <laughs> two are better than one. There's something powerful about two, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help them. But here is this someone. I hope you're not this someone on this next verse, but someone who falls alone, come on, everyone say it with me, is in real. Man, don't do life alone. It's too hard. I don't know what kind of life you live, but man, life can be hard. I mean, it's hard to, to follow Jesus. And I, I need others to do it with. I don't want to do it alone. Galatians 6.2 says, share each other's burdens. I love that. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Wow. By sharing each other. You can't share a burden with someone unless you're in relationship. Man, we, listen, some of us walk out every week with burdens, and we don't know who and what and how to share because you haven't found your people, you haven't found your place, you haven't found your purpose. But man, our goal for you in 2023 is that you would find your people, your place, your purpose, and you could share your burdens without being judged. Just a real place, right? Relational, man. It, we're better together. We had an old thing, we, a theme we used years ago, belong and be strong. I believe that. When you belong, you can be strong. You know, 1 Peter 5.8 says that Satan comes like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I guarantee you, if you've watched enough of the Wild Kingdom and some of these animal shows, where is the lion going after? He's going after the straggler. He's going after the one that's all alone. He's going after that one gazelle, and you're watching on TV going, are you stupid? Get with the herd. And he's just kind of eating, and just, you're doing it. And that's the lion goes after him. So I'm not gonna say, are you stupid? But I'm gonna say, get with the herd. Man, find your group. Find your tribe, find your people, find your connection. In real estate, they call it location. At Grace Family Church, we call it groups, groups, groups. Home builders, married, pre-married, men, women, co-ed groups, exchange groups, high school groups. We are relational, we all need it, amen? Number three, we, the, the A is we are authentic, at least we try to be authentic. It's hard to be authentic, isn't it? Listen, some of us, we're afraid, man, to be real. But being real is exhausting. I mean, being fake is exhausting. Being fake is a turnoff. I mean, we all admit it, when we see fake people, we, we can't stand it. Keep it real. You know, we, we, have to, we have to learn to find our people that we can trust to share our struggles with. There's something powerful that happens when we share our struggles. It tells us in James 5, admit your faults one to another. I'll never do that. Well, then you won't be healed. It says right here, admit your faults one another, pray for each other so that you may be healed. Man, we all got stuff. We all have brokenness. We all have struggles. Some of us come out of real dysfunctional families. Some of us had just 
just some terrible situations in our childhood and we're carrying that stuff with us and, and we're not healed and God wants us healed. That's why we got groups like Freedom that helps us get through all that stuff. And when you get through it, you find freedom and when you find freedom, you find healing. And man, it's just so awesome what can happen. But I'm gonna read one more time. Admit your faults to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. Man, so important that we become authentic. And I know that takes a while to build trust. I'm not saying you become authentic with everybody in the room. I've been in groups all my life. And I can tell you, the first few weeks in a group, especially guys, no one's talking. I don't know if the women can just get up and here's what's going on and, and they can kind of let it out. Men, they're guarded on an island. I'm good. I don't have a problem. And he's going bankrupt. He don't even know it. You have to get to a place if you want to grow in your Christian walk with God, if you want to be healed, you have to get to a place where you're willing to be intentional about finding the right people because not everyone's the right people so you can be authentic. So you can say, hey, that's, this is what's really going on. And you get the right people in the right group. They're going to encourage you. They're going to challenge you and they're going to help you. Okay? I, listen, as a pastor of this church, I'm in a group. I'm in a group of guys. I don't even lead the group. I just go. I take my pastor hat off and I go and I'm, I'm in a group. I, I like being in a group. So we are authentic. And even from the pulpit, man, we, from, the, from here, our teaching is relevant, but it's intentionally life application. It's, it's a model to go, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do life together. We're gonna teach you things that will help you on Monday. Okay, if you wanna go deeper, listen, there's 20 great Bible teachers you can go online and listen to. We're gonna go and keep it simple and life application. Look, Craig, I'm broke. Help, help me how to fix it. Show me how to fix it. And so we're always gonna have that life application model. It's gonna be hopefully relevant in your life. Listen, Grace Family is a safe place to hear a dangerous message. Because anytime the word of God is spoken, it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it can pierce and it can bring healing and life, I'm telling you. It's a safe place even, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, to bring your friends. So what is the C? We are committed, right? We are generational, we are relational, we are authentic, and we are committed. Listen, if you're not committed, nothing's gonna happen. How many of you get married to someone if you say, hey, uh, uh, I wanna marry you, but, uh, and you ask him or her a question, well, are you gonna be committed 365 days a year? Uh, no, about 330. The other 35, I need a little space. Listen, there's no, that's not a good relationship. Your relationship with God works best when you're all in, when you're committed to him. And commitment doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're committed. God, I wanna love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. God, I'm committed to you first. And you can make that commitment to him and keep him first and that priority in your life, uh, your life will start going better, I'm telling you. But we are committed. At Grace Family Church, listen, I, I, this is where some of you are gonna probably walk out, maybe, I don't know. Listen, God has called us to be contributors, not consumers. Committed people, man, they're, they're contributors. They're all in. Time, talent, treasure, I'm all in. You know who consumers are? Consumers are little babies. All they do is poop and eat. That's all they do, they're consumers and they smile every once in a while and you go in that queue. But you know, when they're eight, it's not cute anymore. 
And I'm gonna say this as nice as I know how. There are believers that you need to grow up. You need to go, man, I need to be all in. I need to be committed to God. I need to be committed to, to relationships and authenticity in my life. And I, I need to be committed. Because you know what? When you do that, it's gonna be the best thing in your life. It'll bring you more fulfillment, more freedom, more peace. It will, man, I'm telling you. So we are, what are we committed to? To attend, man, attend. Uh, you know, they said that, uh, I think it's 50 years ago, people attended church three out of four Sundays. Now it's down to like one and a half. Man, I, I, I'm glad that you're here on those one and a half, but man, you really wanna grow. Be committed, make it a tradition, make it a part that said, no, this is what we do with my family. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. And that doesn't mean you don't get a weekend and, and go have fun, and, but man, I'm telling you, make it a priority. Attend, serve, give with our time and our talent and our treasure. All of us have time, all of us have a talent, and all of us have our treasure. First Peter says this, God has given each of you a gift. Each of you have a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So the gifts that we have, we don't keep, we, we serve others with those gifts. Man, find your place, find your people, find your, your position. You know how you find your gifts sometimes? You gotta get on a team. You gotta get off the bench and get in the game. There's no fun sitting on a bench. Anyone had to sit on, I, I, I'm not a bench sitter, man. I wanna be in the game. And here's what, here's what we know, that when you get on a team, it helps define who you are and who you're not. You find out your position when you're on a team. If it's football and you know, you're 300 pounds, you're probably not gonna be a wide receiver. You're gonna be probably on the offensive or defensive line. But depending on your gifting and talent, but when you, when you get on a team, when you align with the team, you're gonna find your position, you're gonna find your people, you're gonna find your purpose. Being out here by yourself, you don't find it, you find it when you're on a team. I'm passionate about this because I, I, I know that those who have followed this, this model, when they align with the mission, when they're on a team, God just does so many great things and fulfills their lives and they, and they start building a, a, a legacy. Even their children are serving. I've, I've watched families come in and they serve, their, their family serve, their children serve. That's, it's just powerful, powerful. So get on a team, get aligned with the vision. We are committed to that, amen? We are evangelistic. What does that mean? Well, as a church, we are evangelistic, but each one of us should have the heart and the passion to see our friends follow Jesus. Our friends, our family, our coworkers, helping them to find and follow Jesus. Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Well, why don't we just start in our own world, amen? What is your world Monday through Friday? Yours might be, well, I go to school. Well, that's your world. Figure out how God wants to use you to share his love and grace with people in, in your school or in your college. What is your world? Where's my neighborhood? I'm a, I'm a mom and I have kids, I'm just, I'm really busy, but your world is your neighborhood. Man, we should be passionate about our friends. Uh, your world might be the marketplace, your coworkers. 
When I say evangelistic, to me, it means not ashamed, not afraid to share the hope of Jesus with others. It doesn't mean you gotta be a street preacher out there standing and proclaiming, even though that's kinda what I used to do. But man, God wants to use you to be a light to the world. When I say we are evangelistic, because you invited people on Christmas Eve, now here's the good news, we do that great on Christmas Eve and Easter, but we forget to invite our friends the other 50 weeks. But on Christmas Eve, when you invite your friends, did you know we had over 250 people sign a commitment card accepting Christ into the life on seven campuses? Come on. Because when you are evangelistic, you are partnering with us. And the way we design our services is so that your friends can come and get something out of it because we have the notes on the screen. They can get it. They can follow it. They don't have to know where everything's at in the Bible because we put it right there for them and for you. We do all this on purpose. So we need you to, to partner with us. Invite your friends. It is a safe place. Listen, I want to say evangelism is God's heart. I don't have time to read it, but go to Luke 15. Make a commitment to read Luke 15 this week. Jesus gives a parable that's the most touching parable, I think, in the Bible. He's talking to a bunch of religious Pharisees, religious leaders who don't get it. They think it's all about them. And Jesus, if I put it in my words, look, you guys don't get it. Let me give you a parable. And he gives three parables. I, I know two of them you would know. One was, hey, you know what? You, you're a, you're, you know, there's a shepherd and he had, he had 99 sheep, but one was lost. And, and, and what did he do? He goes, he left the 99, hear this, he left the 99 because they're doing okay. And he went after the one lost one. That's the heart of God to go after the one. And if that's his heart, that should be our heart. Who is the one? Who is the one that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart this year? That one person that you could start loving and serving and reaching and possibly inviting? Go after the one. He went after the one. We're gonna always go after the one at Gray. We're so glad that you're here, but listen, we're thinking about the one. I mean, listen, that's why we do what we do with our multi-site strategy in seven campuses, because some people, they're not gonna drive more than 15 minutes to go to church anywhere, right? We always joke about South Tampa. We had no idea we had that many people liked us until we started campus down there. They said, we just don't go north of Kennedy. We like you, but not that much. And so our strategy is, you know, to invite your friends, but we have these campuses in different places so we can help people to invite their friends. I think about the lost son. He says, there's a, he gave this parable about the lost son. There was this boy who was with his dad, and one day he just got real arrogant, said, you know, I'm out of here. I can't wait till you die. I need my inheritance now. There's a good son for you. And he goes all to a far-off land, and, and he, he, he spends it all, and he parties it all, and even though he knew the right thing to do. He did the wrong thing for years in his life. We don't know how long, but Jesus tells the story. He tells the story because he wants us not to be so religious we forget about the lost son. The longer a church exists, the more inward it becomes. We can't become inward or we'll die. We need to be going, God, help me to think about the one, the one lost sheep, the one lost son. And I love the part of the story where it says that the son finally came back. He said, what am I doing here? 
The Bible says he came to himself and he ran home. And on his way home, his father saw him from a long way off. This is the heart of God. He didn't give him a lecture. He said, my son that was lost is found. He kissed him. He hugged him. He gave him a robe, a ring, and some sandals. And the older brother got jealous. And listen, I'll I, I just put it out there. Some of you go, man, you just seem to pay more attention to some, some of these new people. I've been here for 10 years and Man, what about the lost son? Are we celebrating that he's home? Are we celebrating, well, where they been? They still smell like, yeah, they might. They might. Man, the heart of God is evangelism. The heart of God is the lost sheep, the lost son. And that needs to be our heart. And it's okay if it isn't, right? God, give me a heart like that. I know somebody, Craig, I'm so busy in my life Work and kids and this and that and single. I mean, I'm trying to find my man. I ain't trying to find a lost sheep. Well, that's a whole nother story. Maybe you shouldn't be dating that lost sheep. Oh, I won't go there today. The Great Commission, go in all the world. Start in your world. Go after the one. We can't turn inward. God, give us a heart for the lost. Do you remember when you first found the Lord? Some of us, man, we were so on fire. Remember those days? We found Jesus and it was so fresh and new and we forgiveness and man, we just couldn't wait to tell our friends. Can I say something without sounding, I don't want to make you feel bad, but I do want you to feel convicted. When's the last time? Just that you wanted a partner, invite someone to a Grace Family Service. Hey, come on, invite them. When's the last time you've done that? A month, a week, a year? You know what gets you more excited about your faith than anything else? When God uses you to see someone come to faith in Christ. It, 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 it's like rocket fuel to your faith. Some of us wonder why, man, there's nothing happening in my walk with God. Maybe you need to start thinking about people who are lost again. It says, he who wins souls is wise. So here we are. Let's do the G. G is what? Generational? They're going to put on the screen. Come on. G is generational. R is relational. A is we're authentic. C is we're committed. E is we're evangelistic. You got it? That's grace. That's who we are. Amen. That's who we are. Yeah. And, and again, because we are evangelistic, I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God on, on all seven campuses. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that walk through these doors. I don't know what your background is. I don't know where your faith is, but I know this. Every time we open the doors, God promises to be here. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am here. And I'm telling you, God is here right now. Not only is he here right now, he is here knocking on your heart. Some of you are like, man, the prodigal, that's me, Craig. I, I need to come home. Well, come home today. Start today. Some of you go, yeah, I've had people praying for me, thinking about this, and I've been investigating this, and, and yet I just, I just, I don't, I don't really know. You've been indecisive. Make a decision. Today's your day of salvation. Now's the time. Not next week, next month, next year. Well, when I get married and when this happens, no, it's now. It's today. I believe the Holy Spirit on every campus is convicting people to say, you know what, 
I just need to get it right with God today. And I don't know half of what I need to do, but I know this. I need Jesus. I need him to forgive me. I need a new life. I need a new start. And that's what he'll do for you. He'll give you a new life, a new start. He moves, he forgives our past. He gives us power in our present. And he promises an amazing future in heaven. Now, that's something I would want. And you know what's funny about it? We talked about this on Christmas Eve. It's free, you can't earn it. Don't try to earn it, just say, I need it. I need it. If that's you, come on, any campus right now, bow your heads all over the room on every campus. I wanna pray for you. And after I pray, I think our campus pastors will come up and help you take another step. We don't have to be weird or religious when we pray. We just gotta be authentic and real. Can I, can I look up a minute? I gotta tell you a funny story. I'm sorry, I just, this reminded, I remember one time I was praying for a, a guy, I said, hey man, just be real, you just pray to God. And this guy began his prayer, most sincere prayer. I'm, I know I'm gonna offend some religious people, that's okay. His prayer started with, God, I've really blanked up. He said, and I'm so sorry. I just need you in my life. I need your forgiveness. One of the most awesome, authentic prayers I ever heard. I said, wow, God did something to that guy today. I'm not gonna lead you in a prayer like that. But let's pray, bow your heads. God, just say this, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me even when I wasn't going your way. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And I believe you were raised from the dead. Jesus, right now, the best I know how, I ask you to come in my heart, forgive my sin, give me a new life. And maybe you're that prodigal. You say, Lord, I'm coming home to what I know is true and right. I'm coming home today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, shout and clap on every campus. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. For more info, check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.